It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Rowdy Telez joining us. Right now, there he is, the Me? newest Pittsburgh Pirate. Jersey sales off the charts right now, but in all seriousness, Rowdy, because we haven't talked to you since everything's gone down, it's great to have you back on. Congratulations, dude. You're a member of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Time to freaking go on a, on a revenge tour and just tear through the National League, including your former ball club, which you get to face quite a bit. How you doing? I just wanted to follow in Kratzy's shoes. He's kind of my hero. So I wanted to see how many teams I could get on and be a good clubhouse guy, you know? You're getting there. You are so you're so close. You're really close. The issue is you got to go to the Pirates twice. So you got to start going back to teams twice. Like I went back to the Blue Jays a second time. Went back to the Pirates a second time. The Phillies three times. <laughs> the Yankees four times. So Stop flexing. Right? A lot of teams – but you're 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 looking a lot you're looking a okay. lot svelter right now. Is is this Pilates really happening? Is this? I was gonna say the same thing to AJ that he finally looks good, but yeah, I think it is. We're gonna. It's it sucks. Pilates is not easy. Are you wait? Do you do you and do the reformer? The worst part is, is that, yeah. So wait, you you put your fat ass on the reformer and you put your legs up and you're doing circles. Yeah. Oh man, we need video. Oh, we yeah. need video. It didn't happen until there's video. It's yeah. Private class. Private I do private sessions just for that reason. So the the Highland Park moms can't make fun of me. But I think the the worst part of it all is my instructor, her name's Brittany, she does it with me and she like talks me through it the whole time and she doesn't like break a breath. Like she it's like easy for her. And I'm over here like sweating and I'm struggling, and she's just like, you're going to get it. You'll get it. And I'm like, I know. She's doing the exact same thing as me, and she weighs a buck oh five, you know? So, so hey, sometimes it's embarrassing. Humbling. Stomach in, flat back against the – flat back. Stomach in, flat back, right? And then do your little 21s, you know, do your yeah. triceps and do your crunches, you know, tabletop legs. I mean, come on, Rowdy. We need video yeah. of this. And then mix it all together. Well, me and you yeah. will do our little course in spring training. Let's go. I'm in, but I side by side. Mean, yeah, when you. Oh wait, you're only in Bradenton. You can come on over. You're not that far. Why? Where are you at? Orlando. That's like an hour and a half. Oh yeah, you can come and visit for sure. No, uh, unless you're paying you for my of, gas, which you you're not. AJ, I'll drive you. Well, it's you, worth it. You talked about how much money you made, so. Uh, <laughs> and you know, some of us have jobs, so I have to be there in spring. You really don't do anything, so you could do a podcast from the car, and you can like. You know, do all that kind of shit. So you can drive down there. We will be there. No doubt about it. Okay. So, Rowdy, I mean, there's a lot I want to ask you about Pittsburgh. But the first thing is, because we just actually had Legends Territory with Neil Walker the other day. We've had a few notable former Pirates. They love Walker. And you'll probably meet him, I'm sure, like day one of spring training. He's part of the TV broadcast there. And A.J. Burnett's talked to us, too. Do you know that the Pirates, Kratz can talk about this, used to have 
like these military style drills in spring training? Oh, oh yeah. I used to, well, we would play them all the time when we were in the minor leagues in spring training, instructs. Um, you'd see those guys, especially in instructs, you'd see them like running these Navy SEAL workouts in the background. And you're like, bro, I don't want to be a pirate. No facial hair, have to wear your pants up, like doing all these crazy like things you had to do. And I'm like, that's the last place I want to be. I don't want to be in Pirate City. I don't want to have a key card that scans me in and out. Like, And here I am, going to be in Pirate City. Did you I talk to him about this? Yeah, I, <laughs> we, no, I'm not doing these military workouts. Crash <laughs> helped me out. It doesn't no, exist hit. anymore, right? No, it doesn't exist anymore. But if but when when we were there, like when you would come to play, act like as a Blue Jays, you come to play the Pirates. They were already done most of their militaristic stuff. They were out there like seven in the morning. If there was dew on the ground, they would roll around in the dew to make sure they all were like associated with the area that they were working in. So what you saw, that was like the extra, the extra military stuff. You would have quit. That was like the easy part. Yeah. You would have quit. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Did you ask I'd him? Did, did you ask him to put you in Pirate City, though, for spring training? Just for, like, the minor league side of spring training until you guys shift over to the big league complex? Uh, no, I didn't. That's kind of like one of those, like, you know how the guys go into jail and they're like, let's see how long we can survive. Like, yeah, that's kind of what I when Now that you say that, that's the first thing that comes to mind is, like, <laughs> You know, you put these people, we're in the world's toughest jail. and We're here with these inmates. That's kind of how it sounds now that I'm talking about it. Um, but no, dude, I remember talking to players. Like, I, I was good friends with Austin Meadows, and I'd be like, hey, how is it? And he goes, dude, it's tough. These workouts, these things you do in the morning, like all this stuff. I'm like, man, I love Dunedin. <laughs> yeah, totally. no doubt. Not to mention it wasn't working, like, respectfully, which is probably partially why they stopped. I'm sure Charrington taking over, he probably looked and, and got rid of it because that was maybe the, the old front office regime. But it's not like you looked over and you're like, this team's a powerhouse. They're winning every year. That's why they do the Navy SEALs workout stuff. You know, that was always what surprised me. I'm like, why are you being the outlier if it's not working? You should maybe just be like, Hey, Braves, Dodgers, whatever, what are you guys doing? So I'm sure that's partially why they said, all right, we're going to kind of, you know, shift our way more towards the winning franchises and not have guys talk shit about what we're doing and not want to come sign with us. Don't even know where to start with the questions. Two, two of the biggest free agents on the market, Rowdy Tellez, Shohei Otani. I want to see the correlations. I want to see how similar their <laughs> pursuits were. Dave I want to know how their incentives, you know, like, or not the incentives, the uh, the perks that Rowdy got. I wonder if he got an interpreter. <laughs> that would From be Team Mexico. Yeah, that's, can what bring a friend, that's what right? I'm saying. Yeah. Didn't you say, Kratz, who was the one who just brought I, – I was telling your story the other day. G-Man Choi. G-Man Choi. And what team was he on when he brought an interpreter who actually did no interpreting and was just his bash bro? Well, that was that was the that was the race, but AJ had talked about who was that? Sotaguchi? No, Tadahito Aguchi. Tadahito. Just brought his friend. Didn't speak English. It was great. Yeah, he was so he happy was. though. He's like there for like a month. He's like, oh, this is the best ever. <laughs> hey, ask ask Aguchi this. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how to ask him that. So they had to send him back to Japan and bring in a, a guy that actually spoke English and Japanese. Where Ryan was Rowdy's, 
Where would Rowdy's interpreter be from? Be like, like a text, like like from Texas, just like one of his buddies, just comes in and all camo gear. They just talk about hunting all the time. And if somebody comes up to him, because he was on Team Mexico, he could have played that card and been like, "Yeah, I just, it's really, you know, it's a tough, it's a tough, tough for me to really understand what the coaches are saying." And just bring a buddy into the clubhouse. I like it. We'll try and get back to Rowdy in just a sec. But we talked about this a little bit yesterday. He's joining a ball club where he can shine. And also, I mean, perspective here, Kratz is the former brewer and pirate. And we'll ask Rowdy directly at some point. I'm sure he's going to say, loved playing for Milwaukee. Fans are great. This is all true for the most part for most players. Had a great run and all of that. But I am also on a mission to show them that I am better than Jake Bowers and I'm going to go back to 30 and a hundo from 2022. And I'm going to make a lot of people regret this. And I mean, he has a direct impact, a very direct impact on the division. The Pirates are going to play the Brewers. From what I remember, the Brewers usually kick their ass, which I think they did quite a bit this past season. Um, going to get a chance to maybe knock your former ball club out of the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, ultimately he's not going to wake up every day. It's not going to be like a, a Rocky movie where he wakes up and he, you know, he looks at a picture of him as a brewer and be like, I'm going to do this. It's not like a hateful revenge, but there's going to be a little extra motivation, but there's also a little extra motivation because now he's gone through free agency and he's going to be free agent, be a free agent again after this year. And he's going to set himself up. Look at what 30 and hundred does. And he's done that. He's done more than that. So there's no better place to do it for, for him. He's not going to be the key piece in that lineup. They're going to be pitching and setting, you know, pitching rotations or the bullpen guys around other people. And Rowdy's just going to come up and mop up. So you put up 30 and 100 in your walk year for free agency. It's pretty good stuff. I respectfully disagree on that last part, Rowdy, and we'll bring him back in. I actually think you are going to be the guy maybe by about a month in that they game plan around. So what are your thoughts on joining Pittsburgh and having the opportunity to knock your former ball club out of the playoff picture? Cause you're going to play them a lot. So, you know, I'm, you can do your thank yous and I love Milwaukee and all that. Cause we agree. I mean, we have plenty of Brewers players on it's a great spot to play, but you, you got to have a little chip on your shoulder too. No. Um. Yeah. You know, I'm just politician speech. You know, I'm just happy to be there. Like happy to be with Pittsburgh. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of the place I wanted to be in free agency. I think it gives me a full runway to, to basically say what, do what Kratz said, you know, just um, give myself the best opportunity to put up big numbers in a free agent year and um, be in a, a great ballpark with a good young core that they have over there. And, you know, like, and like I told them when, you know, we were talking was you guys put up good, good battles against us. And it was kind of just like a battle of, um, who's got more veterans, who's a little bit smarter um, when it comes to that. And they had so many young players that it was just tough for them to kind of sustain those leads once it got a little later, you know, you just, but uh, it is, you know, I did, I love Milwaukee, love being a part of there, but you know, we didn't see eye to eye and this is, you know, part of the game, uh, part of the business side. So, you know, but it's going to be a, it's going to be fun playing against them. 
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What's that What's that conversation like? Because obviously right now we hear all about Shohei and like, you know, now the Dodgers are courting Yamamoto and they're sending Mookie. They're sending Freddie. I don't think the Pirates are sending Key Brian Hayes and Brian Reynolds to woo to woo Rowdy into signing with the Pirates. What does that what does that process look like for you? And what other teams were offering you? Um, you know, it was kind of like they were the first team to really come after me. Actually, the first team to call were the Blue Jays, which was odd in my eyes. It was a little different. Reunion tour. Uh, yeah. That was trying to be like you. I told you this. <laughs> trying to hit every and uh so then they came to me. They were the first team to offer. And going into this, after being non-tenured, there was a few places we looked at, and Pittsburgh really was the one for us that was like, I think this gives me a good chance. You know, I talked to Kutch a lot about Pittsburgh. I talked to him even while he was a free agent. You know, like, in my eyes, Kutch was never going to go anywhere. So, um, you know, I, hopefully they get something done with him and he, he can be back there. But he was just kind of giving me the the spiel of, like, what what it's like, what they can offer for me. And, um you know, just being around that group of guys and being a part of that. Um, uh, Sheltie was one of our coaches with Toronto when I was there. Um, Haynes was my hitting coach in Milwaukee when I first got there. Um, Mendy Lopez was uh, one of our coaches in the Dominican when I played uh, winter ball. So, like, I had a lot of, you know, and then obviously Ben Sherrington was with the Blue Jays. So, you know, there was a lot of um, former people that I had dealt with. And it was just kind of one of two things, full transparency and – being comfortable with my staff and being comfortable with people I'm going to work with, you know? So I think they offered both those with a good young core and guys that get on base and allow me to drive in as many runs as I can and help them win. You know, I think it is a good young core. Um, I do think they put together good games. Uh, and I think, you know, just a couple key pieces away from really making a push. Are you the piece then? First of all, I got it. First of all, let me know when you want me to send you a bat to hang on your wall. It'd probably go over your bed, but. I can autograph one and send it to you. It might be too heavy um, for you. But are you the piece that's going to push him over the top? A lot of these guys have won MVPs and stuff, like Paul Goldschmidt. This is Zim. Zim, but he had one MVP, but he was really good. You're not like that. And then I got a bunch <laughs> of other MVPs over here. I got Hall of Famers on the other wall. Um, you know, just – I stick to, like, good players. But I do think I'll be a contributing piece in this. Um, I do think – what we talked about being a bridge, um, being a player that can help, you know, being a player that struggled in my career, had success in my career, been sent up, been sent down. You know, I think um, that allows young players to kind of have some comfortability with knowing that, you know, you can fail and still have success. Um, it's just about how you handle it. So I think um, a lot of it is things along those lines of, you know, where, where can I help? Where can I benefit the organization? And who knows, you know, it could be a one-year thing, could do something and, make it uh, further in the future with them. But I think uh, a lot of it is just, you know, helping out these young players and helping them, you know, understand how hard this game truly is, especially, you know, like last year they had Andrew McCutcheon. And I've talked to Kutch about this when we were teammates in 22. It was like how hard it is to relate to the younger group of guys 
nowadays for him. You know, he, he's been an MVP. He's been an all-star. He's been a gold glover. So, you know, he's done all this stuff, but the game's way different. As he says too, it's just way different. It's not the same that when he came up. So I think sometimes when you have as much success as he has in his career and he's, you know, a top dog and a lot of these players that he's playing with now idolized him as a child, not like, you know, when they're in high school and they're like, oh, it's Andrew McCutcheon. Like, these kids are like five or six years old when he was in the big leagues. You know, so I think being able to be have someone there, too, that hasn't always had success um, can help out a young group of guys and, you know, keep the clubhouse light and, and have fun. So you know that feeling when you idolized me growing up. It's okay. Uh, so we haven't had you on since Council left for the Cubs. So because he left, is that why they DFA'd you? Or are you mad at Murph for DFAing you? So now you can go on a full... NL Central Revenge Tour, Council with the Cubs, Murph or DFAing you with the Brewers. You know, I mean, let's go. It's rowdy time now. Yeah, I didn't get DFA'd. I uh, got non-tendered. Ah, same shit, dude. Just, it's just, it's just if, verbiage. Uh, it's the same shit. Yeah, well, kind of. But, you know, like, it is going to be kind of, I wouldn't call it a revenge tour. Just go out and help the team win as much as I can. Um but, you know, it's always going to be fun. You're always going to have a little chip on your shoulder. Just like first time I played the Blue Jays after they traded me, you know, I had good series. And you always play a little chip on your shoulder. But I think that's just – even when you play your former team, that's just how it is. Um, I think um, you just have these little moments where you're like, I want to do something to show them, like, you guys missed out. Um, you know, so I think that's just something that's going to happen, you know. And staying in the NL Central – um, allows me to be somewhere where I'm comfortable too and kind of know the the group of teams you're playing against, you know, those pitchers, you know, those guys. So you have a little bit of extra insight going in. So it should be a it should be a good year. Hey, not a lot of guys go 30 plus, 100 plus. Are they going to have a video tribute when you go back to Milwaukee? Um, I don't I don't know. I didn't do, I didn't go like 100 it? plus. I didn't go 100 plus. Oh, you didn't go 100 plus? No, I went 90, I think. Okay, never mind. No video tribute. Would you want a video tribute? Would you stand out there and be like watching yourself um, and then tip your helmet? They'd show you pitching because that's neat. Yeah, I, was, I, don't think, <laughs> I don't think they'll do that. You don't get that for one year and a couple dog shit years. But, um, you know, it's definitely a special place. You know, they gave me a chance to play. Gave me a chance to prove who I was as a player. Um, you know, it's going to be a place that you miss and you kind of hold dear, but that's just like every place you play. Um, you're always going to have some sort of emotional ties to it because they're special. You know, this is a, a fun game, long seasons, tough seasons, tough games, you know, and those cities really embrace you and make it feel like you're at home. So I think uh, you miss some of those things, you know, some of the places that are, are special to you or, you know, places that are just, it's like a home. So I think, uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun going back. I don't know when we go back. Um, I don't know the first time we played Milwaukee, but I might tip my hat if they want me to. If they give me you know two claps, and I'm gonna do it. It doesn't have to be a whole standing out. Like I'm just gonna <laughs> one dude like near the dugout saying, "Rowdy, I love you. Please give him some time." Yeah. Well, do they still have to do the whole permission from the league? You're gonna have like to go one. through that whole process, dude. It's stressful, you know. Man, yeah, sits I think in his I'm, office I think and goes like this, and he's like, mm, "Do I want to give it to Rowdy today? Should we give him the pause, or do we bang him with ball one?" Hmm, or yeah, it's one, not so. gonna matter. It's not gonna matter. Like you said, the first guy that says, "You know, Rowdy, I'm full. I might get two strikes called on me." 
I'm going to do the whole like, – I might do the whole Cal Ripken, uh, take the bullpen card around the field, high-five everybody, 0 for 1 with a strikeout. But, you know, it, I just don't know yet. It could be that or I could just stand there and maybe give, you know, a little pip-hip cheerio and then take my strikeout. Um, but I'll be in the box for that one. They'll boo you. But who knows? They might, they might boo you like – like you're the most hated player of all time? No, but Kratz, respectfully, he will get a video tribute. I guarantee you that. It's a lock. I'm telling sure. you. There well, are players <laughs> that don't do much that get video tributes. Again, you were there for multiple years. You contributed plenty of damage. It's a lock. We had He's Kyle Agashioka on the other day. Your offensive profile is a little better than Higgy. And he was yeah. like... And he'd been there a while, but he was like, nah, they're not going to give me one. And then fans in our chat, because I don't know if you've noticed, Rowdy, but you know, you were one of our first guests. The show's kind of getting pretty popular. So there's a lot of people in the chat on a daily basis. And they were like, tell Higgy, he's definitely getting a video tribute. Aaron Hicks got a video tribute, and many others did for their time with the <laughs> Yanks. And it's the same story with the Brewers. But hey, facts are facts. You're getting it, okay? May 13th. May 13th. Hey, set your calendar. May 13th. Pirates have Brewers. Oh. Oh, oh God! Tremendous. The Monday there'll be 700 people there. One of them will be front row. Amy, Rowdy's gonna go over, and give her a big hug as they're giving the as they're doing the tribute to him. Um, I just love that. That's the first thing you thought of was front row, Amy. Uh, <laughs> but um, no, Burns. Burns is like the first person to text me after, um, like I signed with the Pirates, and he just sent me this little gif of a pitcher drilling the hitter, and he said, "Watch out!" And I was like. I was like, all right, man, if you ribcage me with one of these cutters and be pissed, you can hit me in the thigh. Just stay below the belt. And he was like, absolutely not. He, well, like, actually, we just had Freddie on yesterday, and we were talking about how Freddie was tipping, and somebody told him, hey, you know, you're tipping. We figured it out. And then we said, well, Rowdy's going to be – Rowdy's on the other side now. I said, what happens, what happens when you face Rowdy the first time? He goes, well, you know, he said, maybe, maybe Rowdy, boop. Right here. So now there's two guys on the Brewers that are thinking about throwing at you. I wouldn't be surprised if the whole team says it. Burns said he was going to do it in spring training, so the first one he threw was at my chest. And I was like, what are you doing, dude? This is spring. And I was – he didn't hit me, but it was like up and in, and they kind of like I, – I just – you know, as much as – you know, he's pretty straight in there. Like he doesn't really show a lot of emotion. So like he said it to me, and then we went out there for the live ABs, and I was like, this dude might do this. He might actually just find my elbow <laughs> guard or something like. He might do it. So I told him I was like, "Dude, just don't do it. Let me foul it off my shin and like let me inflict my own pain. Like let me just take a cutter off the shin and be fine." Who would who would be the best? Who'd be the best? Who's a, who's the number one person on that team that you're like, I want to hit a dinger off of that guy. Um, hmm. Devin. I don't know. Well, I mean, yeah, De- Dev would be up there, Dev, because just anybody you kind of like, you know, you were close with. I, I don't, I wasn't like one of those guys that was like, I'm not talking to pitchers or anything. I messed with everybody. I talked to everybody. I, you know, I would love to hit one off Hauser. Doogie was a, a great guy, a great teammate. We still text, so um, he's a big hunter, so we talk a lot about that. But yeah, Dev, Doogie, Corb, um, any of those guys, you know, me and, me and Burns. I, that's the first thing I said to him. I said, who, who are you going to talk to in the clubhouse now? And he was like, I'm going to sit in my corner and just not say anything to anybody. And I was like, yeah, I figured. And I was like, Corbin doesn't talk to anybody, but he likes to give me shit. Just I don't know why. 
I think it's because he feels bad about my hairline and he thinks he's got a good one. But I saw him when he came on uh, the bus the day he cut his hair and I was like, what, we got first day of school pictures or what are we doing? I was like, there's no way your kid knows who you are. <laughs> like, so, get ready yeah, he, he was like my son he was like my son has no idea who i am i'm like yeah i don't even know who you are <laughs> well that's why we bring you both on all the time um so on the topic of your signing i think a comp that we can use here since it happened so close to the time that you locked in with the pirates is your colleague your peer in the industry shohei otani so he signs with the Dodgers for a cool 10-year 700 mil with all the deferral action going on. Actually, the latest news that we got in the past 24 hours is he's getting the home suite when he's got the home games, which I'm sure you got. He's getting the uh, clause where if the president of baseball operations or the owner leaves, then he's allowed to leave too. So curious, first off, to just get your take on your reaction to what you saw with Otani and then um, some of the contract details that you noticed from his uh, deal. Uh, I didn't know any of that. I asked for the same considering my ERA was lower, but they moved over a couple of the commas to 10 years, 70,000. And I was like, you know what? If you can give me 75, I'm in. Um, <laughs> but they uh, that's just a crazy deal. I, like, I thought 600 – as a player playing against him, facing him, like I was like, this guy, I mean, it's, it's never been seen before in the game. So I thought like 600 and then that came out 10 for 700. And I was like, Oh my goodness. And so everybody's like, Oh man, contracts are going to go higher now. I'm like, no, they're not. Nothing's changing. Like that's the outlier. I mean, nobody's getting anywhere near that. Nobody ever will. Like, it's just, it's an absurd contract, but to see like he's getting 68 million a year after he's done playing, you know, he's just going to go not be an L.A. resident anymore. He won't be a California resident, so those taxes won't be that bad. Um, I mean, it's smart. It really is. Like, what he's doing is smart, you know, basically exploiting the system. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to make so much money off the field, too. L.A. market, what the L.A. Dodgers bring, I think. And then you got to remember the Dodgers only play on their network, so that network's going to be sold in Japan now. Um it's going to be crazy. That was just an, an unreal deal. All Did right, you, so – Go ahead. No, no uh, Rowdy, you're talking about Shohei making money. Think about your endorsement deals this year in Pittsburgh. You can go to Primani Brothers and just eat the sandwiches all day long while you're on the Pilates machine, get the fries all over your face, and then just think about think about the endorsement possibilities that you have in Pittsburgh. With my Yeah, with my Miguel Jordans on. Maybe he'll <laughs> give me you're a You're making call. more than Shohei is this year. I am. I am. And uh, I do get a home sweet, sweets. They let me have sweets. Um, candy. They don't give me a sweet. <laughs> they don't even give me a sweet on the road. They don't even give me a sweet on the road for my room. Um, I, uh, yeah, so I guess we're very similar. I would say same body type, if anything. Oh, for sure, dude. Yeah, he was uh, actually in the gym yesterday because we had Gavin Lux on. He said he saw him and he was doing 600 pound deadlifts. So you're good. You and Otani. Um, question for you based on your location uh, growing up. Okay. Cause you were Bay area ish, right? Elk Grove. I don't kind know of. exactly where that is. Kind of. You were a Giants fan, right? Yeah. So I was. 
the Giants pursued Otani, and they they signed a dude yesterday, Lee, for a hundred plus mil. But um, Buster Posey was part of the recruiting process for Otani, and we had Ken Rosenthal on yesterday, who was kind of giving us more insight. And we've all heard this at this point. We were just kind of trying to normalize it and let people know it's been hard for them to recruit players. Now, some of it's their own doing, like they signed Cray last year and then they flunked his physical, right? But why do you think it's been difficult for the Giants to recruit players, especially the last few years? I mean, most people around the game have said, hey, it's not consensus, but there are many players that just don't want to go there and play there right now. And sure, there's the tax situation, but the taxes are the same in Los Angeles. So do you feel like there's a stigma right now with players that don't want to play for the Giants? And I'm not just talking about, you know, if there's players that don't want to live in that particular city, but maybe even the way that they've operated with platooning and only having two starters in the second half of the season and mixing and matching pitchers. Like, what have you noticed or heard from any guys about San Francisco and the Giants? Um, you know, just I only know J.D. Davis, who I went to high school with. And he seems to like it, but that's close to home for us. We're only like, we're sub two hours from there. So, um, you know, for me, like I, the city, man, it's just bad. I grew up going to Giants games. We grew up taking, um, you know, Bart into the city. We grew up doing all that and it was fine. But the last 10, 12 years, man, it's just been a bad city. It's not nice anymore. It's not clean. I mean, it's hardly safe. Um, but I don't know. Like, I don't know on the baseball side. I don't know what goes on over there. Um, I really can't speak much on that front, but it looks like it's just, there's a lot of like the recruiting process is different and they're just not the same team. You know, when you had Buster and Mad Bum and all those guys that were doing, you know, they're winning world series like that. That's an easy recruiting process to bring guys in. But even then, like, I don't know if it's, I, I don't know what it is because it's a massive market, it's huge, but I don't know if a lot of it has to do with the city or if, or what it really is. It could be a platooning thing. Could be the fact that they're going after one big name and when they don't go after that big name, it's it's over. Does that go into your decision to sign sign at a place? How much of this like if you were to go percentage wise, obviously you want to make the most cash that you can. That's that's a it's an opportunity. You're a free agent. You want to make the cash. But how much of that is how much of the other things go into your decision? Um, well, I don't, again, like, I think winning has a lot to go into it. If I'm, if I'm a big name guy and I'm going in, you know, and I got, I've done a lot of the other things. I've won the MVPs or I've been an all-star for a long time. And, you know, you got, you're in that big free agent time. Like winning's got a winning's going to play a big part in it. Um, you know, how they run their medical staff could be one, how they have the, the hitting coaches, the people they surround them with. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that could, that they could take into it. Um, uh, but you know, like I, if I look, if I'm Shohei, like I'm, I'm such a, the, I'm the most prized free agent in years and I'm going to pick exactly what I want, where I want, like, and like, it, you know, and you guys said it earlier before I came on the show and I was listening, LA will do whatever the players want. You know, you hear that as a player. They will go out and buy whatever they the player wants. They will go out and get the best technology. They'll go do whatever it takes. And some other organizations won't do that. You know, even the bigger ones will be like, yeah, we can, we'll do some of it or we will do 80% of it. But 
I think that plays in a lot to why some of these big, massive markets are always getting players, regardless of they're good or not. Um, or just they they have the opportunity and they know that they can just do as they please. Whatever the new technology is, whatever the best of the best is, they can go and get it. All right, so you were the Jays. Shohei had an opportunity to sign with the Jays. We don't know exactly. Supposedly they were they were in in that realm. Are the Blue Jays an organization that would do that? That would go out and get. Obviously, we're saying the Dodgers are up here and everybody's trying to keep up with them. But do you think the Blue Jays are an organization that could have really rolled out the red carpet for Shohei and been an opportunity for him? Or do you think there's some things there that you would say, eh, maybe this is why he didn't sign there? Uh, I do. Um, we played there last year and I went and saw all the new facilities that they put in uh, at the stadium. I was there when they did the spring training when they did the new one, but at the stadium is insane. State of the art. Uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. And I know um, that Rogers, a lot of people don't understand. I mean, he's a, one of the richest owners in, in baseball, if not behind Cohen. I mean, he's a, I think he's, you know, he's got a ton of money. He always treated us good. Even when we stunk, you know, now they have a good gr uh, group of guys over there. And um, I don't know. I mean, they have a crazy market up there and uh, it's a, it is a cool city, man. It really is a cool place to play. And I know you guys have both played uh, games up there, visitor and as a player there, and it's, it's a cool city. It really is. So I don't, I mean, my assumption is it had to be between Toronto and LA and maybe LA just put up a little bit more money had obviously had like, probably gave him a little bit different of a pitch and you got to think he was already living in LA. So no need to move. He was there. So I think there was a couple things that leaned towards LA's direction, but Toronto definitely isn't afraid by the looks of it from the outside uh, uh, to spend money. Uh, so Rowdy, last one for me. Um, did you see that one day that Friday when it was fake news city? And the men were separated from the boys in terms of the insiders. And some people were saying, oh, he's on a flight and he's going to sign with the Jays. And we've had you know, some Toronto people on since then. And they said, hey, it was devastating because they thought they were going to sign him. So I don't think you're you know, hooked to your phone like some players are, right? Like many of the Dodgers players we've had on over the past week and a half were like, yeah, I was getting the notifications I'm seeing. And you know, obviously a lot of people in L.A. thought that he was departing, but. It was all bullshit. Yeah, I, I, uh, I was getting some secondhand stuff. Um, a couple of the guys I trained with were like telling me about it, but you know, I have no social media, not really caring. I'm gonna be honest. Like the Shohei Otani <laughs> thing was cool. I knew he was gonna be the highest paid player ever and get the biggest contract ever. Like, cool, sick. Um, you know, I was kind of, you know, and I had some stuff on my own front where I was trying to get some stuff done with with my career, but. Um, you know, like a couple of guys are showing me that the guy they sent up from Shark Tank is the same agency and yada, yada, <laughs> and, but I have no idea. I, I wasn't glued to my phone, but um, I did check ESPN because I was looking at what time Monday night football or whatever a football game was that I was getting ready to go to. Oh, and I was going to the Dallas uh, versus Eagles game. So we were looking at tickets and stuff and then um, – you know, so then I looked at the game, looked on the ESPN app, and I was like looking at times and like other things, see if like whatever, and then that popped up, and I was like, oh no way! But it was like, yeah, it's crazy. It happened like twenty minutes ago. I was like, oh cool. 
still in the truck, didn't care. <laughs> yeah, you don't your own business to take care of. As long as he wasn't, you know, suddenly going to Pittsburgh and deciding he's gonna be a first baseman, then it would have been, you know, a little bit of an issue. But you're good, dude. Yeah. He uh that's you know, I you know, I don't know how these contracts all work when with that, but it doesn't seem like that's it doesn't look like it's a bad contract. You watch what that guy can do and I think he's I think he's younger than me. I think he's twenty seven or something like that. He's super young. Uh, only twenty eight, yeah. by the way, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I said. He, he's young, like and he's already proven himself. He's two time MVP and you know, he's I don't I don't see it going bad. The guy's I've played against him multiple times. I watched him hit a forty three degree launch angle home run to center field off our scoreboard at like hundred and twenty and I was like Did he get jammed? Like it didn't even sound good. <laughs> I was like, it was a joke, you know. And he, I don't know. Like, I, would, I would pay him that. If I'm a GM, I'd have been like, here's a blank check. Tell me what you want. Here's your contract. Fill it in how you want to do it. I, you can, you can do that. And I, you know, a lot of people say, well, he didn't win over in, in Anaheim, and he had the second best player in the game. And, but you know, I think a new environment sometimes, and you, you surround him with couple other players like i i can that bat that bat alone is the best in the game yep i'm with you dude well we're glad that you're uh joining the pittsburgh pirates though and ready to bring some damage we talked you up big yesterday all right so we got high expectations it starts with the pilates competition at spring training i will drive aj over to bradenton um we can do it there or in pirate city whatever works for you guys whatever you want to do you set it up bring what's the trainer's name Mine? Yeah. Her name's Brittany. Brittany will officiate. So we can hey, do I get to bring Joy, my trainer? Fine. Yes. Yeah, we can have a trainer. Okay. You guys out. are like Shohei. You guys are like Shohei and G-Man Choi. You get to bring your trainer slash interpreter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> well, dude, in all seriousness, congrats, man. Pumped to see you in Pittsburgh. You. Um, and we'll catch up with you later this offseason, all right? Kratzy, what number did you wear there so I can just make sure it's not retired? <laughs> 38. 38? Okay. I told uh, I told I told Pedro, because Pedro Alvarez worked for the Brewers, and I told Pedro, I said, uh, I'm requesting number 24, and I'm taking all my pictures with my ears and my hat. You won't? I'll, I'll tuck in. I'm going to do, I'm doing it all. I'm going to be all you tucked won't. in. I'm going to look like Pedro. What's PD doing over there with the Brewers? Murph, get him a job? Um, I don't know, but I he was over there. He does a lot of stuff with the players. He does a lot of stuff with the younger guys, and but uh, we talked a lot this year. Uh, I really like him, man. He's an open book. Um, I think he, he gives great advice, especially um, when it came to talking to me about getting my body in shape this offseason and, you know, all that. So he was kind of saying, you know, from his standpoint of his career, um, things that he wished he would have done better, things he would wish he had done different. Uh, but, you know, just basically how to handle the day-to-day -day grind of you know, struggling but also – kind of keeping it real with me. So uh, I really appreciate it. I still talk to him. He's a great guy, great human being, down to earth, uh, really just easy to talk to. He smashed baseballs. Rowdy, oh, that's the first know, Rowdy, let me know when you your address so I can send you an autograph bat. You can hang it up behind you. Thanks. You can go now. I mean, that's the, that's the second time you brought it up, so you, I know you. it really hurts you that I haven't asked for anything. No, it doesn't uh, hurt me. I just want you to have one so you can sleep with it. Maybe it'll yeah, osmosis will come in. Yeah, most of your bats ended in firewood anyway from those changeups on your hands, but 
I, so I don't need any pieces. I might, I got an electric fireplace propane or whatever it is. So I'm good on that. But, um, yeah, you know, it was a good try. You tried hard. And like I said, you know, we, we're all proud of what you did and, you know, and you keep fighting, you know, keep going little buddy. <laughs> you see what he's got behind him, Raddy, just to show off every day. No way. It's the other way. Yeah. Right that little, that little silver thing he bought on eBay. That's like, an yeah, exactly. Guy. Exactly. Exactly. What I bought on eBay. They sell yeah. those, you know, they're, you know, they're, you know, 70 million a year. Yeah, they are. I mean, I don't think that really worked out for you, but. <laughs> well, uh, right. that's, that's why you're right, buying dinner in Bradenton after I yeah. whip your ass in Pilates. That's Hell fine. Yeah. You can, you can buy, you can buy our dinner in, in Bradenton. With all that service time you had, and guys, I got the good your career was. I got the fast food restaurant in Bradenton. Okay, I got it. I think I got Kratzy. You, you don't strike me as a foodie, but I feel like you got some secret spots in a lot of good cities. I'm definitely a foodie. Are you really? Okay, yeah. we're gonna need to talk about that. AJ, you don't you don't need food. Uh, you can have sweet green, but uh, <laughs> what's that? But thanks, guys, for having me on and. <laughs> AJ, you know, keep trying. You can keep thinking and writing these notes down before you come on this air. So. <laughs> <laughs> Rowdy, great talking uh, to you, dude. No wonder I turned Thanks, down your guys. autograph request when you were a kid, Rowdy. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing, and now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.